0: Has the divide between free-to-play players and whales become greater, and can we expect a mass exodus of players? This is the MCO CME podcast, and I'm your host Zach Rossi. I just got done watching uh, Professor Hoff's video, and this is called "The A uh, Major Player Exodus Is Upon Us?" Question mark. If you haven't watched this video, I highly suggest you do it because a lot of what I have been saying in my episodes. Professor Hoff does a really great job of piggybacking, in a much better way, I would say, all of these statements. And we've seen a lot of how the game has been changing over the last few months. And I feel like, especially what has happened last, well, last weekend rather, with the Fun in the Sun deals and also with the introduction of Seven Stars, we are starting to see the great divide happen right before our eyes. Now, I understand that the game does have its issues with patches, with nerfing certain champions and relics, and kind of doing stuff that really has built up players, but will just as easily knock them down in one fell swoop. One of the best examples that Professor Hoff talks about here is in his video, if you haven't seen it, I highly suggest to watch it, is before the, um, it was update 12, patch 12, Uh, A four-star Scarlet Witch OG used to be a one-woman wrecking crew for so much content. She was grossly overpowered. Uh, Same thing kind of with like Doctor Strange and OG Thor. But then once that patch went into effect, uh, we saw a massive nerf of her amongst uh, other champions as well. But with the nerfing of Scarlet Witch OG, um, that was kind of like one of the big sort of red flags where the player community was very upset that if you had downloaded the patch... And let's just say you were in the middle of doing stuff in Act 4 because that was kind of what was relevant at the time. Your overpowered Scarlet Witch is now going to be kind of a dud. And all that stuff that you were doing in the quest, all the tough boss battles and path fights that you had at your at your fingertips are going to be a lot more harder now because your good champion is now a meh type champion. Now, Scarlet Witch OG is still very viable in the game, but she is just not as powerful as she used to be. She can become more powerful via synergies. But the point I'm getting at is this. When that happened, that was a very big outrage amongst the player community. Now, this is that was before I did the show, any of this kind of stuff. But I remember seeing videos about it, especially Seton talking about this, um, the Patch 12 update and just how that was really making... A lot of players are really upset, and it's kind of funny if you can find any videos of what she was like before and after the patch. It's quite, uh, you know, hilarious. But moving forward, we've had issues where the game isn't, you know, uh, operating properly. Lots of bugs, lots of crashes. Uh, A lot of our favorite champions that we know and love are either being tinkered with in a very good way, or there's a promise of a buff to a champion, And it's just kind of lame and doesn't really live up to the hype that it was expected to be, looking at you, Daredevil's Hell's Kitchen. But I digress, because the main issue I want to talk about here is how all of these events and all of these issues are probably going to lead to a potential exodus of players as well. And here's what I mean. Let's go back to last weekend, the whole fun in the sun thing. And I made an episode about this, but I want to recap something, which was... I had talked about how this really was showing the great divide between free-to-play players and whales. Because if you had the currency to spend whatever you want in this game, you could literally buy so many resources and champions that you couldn't have done three years ago. And for the free-to-play community... What they would have to spend for units, I mean, it's kind of an, it was just a very tall mountain to climb because they would have had to hemorrhage a lot of units and then, you know, make that decision of do they want to save their units for stuff down the line or did they want to kind of blow everything on this fun in the sun event, obviously to each their own. But when I saw those deals and my buddy Elson and I were talking about it, we just couldn't believe how disrespectful it was to the free to play community. Because all it really is doing is just catering to the spenders, and that's what the game has been doing for a long time, and I have been talking about this for, for a while now, and I hate to kind of beat the dead horse about it, but it's true, because one of the episodes I look back on, and I've mentioned this before, was my Paragon episode last year, where it is eventually becoming a, a paywall-type thing, and I've said this before on the show, but now we're really seeing the paywall starting to happen, and we're starting to see the great divide between the free-to-play players and the whales, because whether you like to admit it or not, there used to be a time in the game where going in and doing content, doing realm of legends, doing the labyrinth, doing your first ever abyss path that was kind of like those are the big ways to really acquire champions, acquire resources, make your roster stronger. There was something to be said about doing that grunt work, going out there and you know and this is before. Any of the nerf to Act Six, by the way, you know the the Mordo fight used to be a giant pain in the ass. The champion fight that was a giant pain as well too. If you didn't have the right counters, these were and even the Mister Sinister fight. These were champions, boss fights rather that you need a specific champions and specific counters to knock these guys out. There were there were these little kind of like I remember. You know, with the Mr. Sinister boss fight, that was a giant roadblock for me because I was looking for, um, you know, a synergy with, uh, uh, what's his name, Heimdall. And maybe a champion that could just have a permanent Fury buff or had, you know, immunities to Poison or any of that kind of stuff. And eventually I got a Warlock and I got some other champions to really kind of make that boss fight, you know, be a cinch, if you will. But it took me a little while. I had to go out there and grind and I had to go do stuff to acquire the right people. And once I got over that hill, it was really exciting because I was able to progress. I was able to, you know, push on ahead and try to clear the rest of Act 6. And I remember during the pandemic when I finally beat the um, the, the Grand Master boss fight, uh, that was a really big deal as well. And I remember just getting all of these really cool rewards and I had actually felt accomplished. Like I, like I had done something... In the game, that was like a really big objective for me. But nowadays, that sensation, those feelings, they're gone. Because here's the thing. You can just, by the simple push of a button, you can buy all that stuff that myself and other players had grinded for in content. That's the way the game is now. It is now set up for the highest spender. If you have the cash to just go, oh, I'm going to buy this deal here, I'm going to buy this here, I'm going to buy that, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. You can literally buy everything and just smash through content because your roster will be grossly overpowered. Like imagine being a new player today. And, you know, let's just say you're a teenager and, you know, maybe your grandma or grandpa gave you a couple extra bucks for a gift card and you jump into the game. And you buy some sort of a champion deal. And the next thing you know, you, f- you start your account with like a four or a five-star champion that can just smash through everything until you need a six-star or until you need multiple five-stars. That's the way the game is becoming now. And, that's, and this is where the, 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 the exodus is going to take place because there used to be a time where doing the grunt work – Building up your rosters through content, through arena grinding was a very special and a unique thing to do. There was something to be said about players that really, you know, got into the abyss and they did a lot of different paths and they brought in different champions. And I remember, you know, when Seton did his first ever um, live stream of the abyss, that was a very, like, very heavily watched uh, event by the community. And then everybody was like, hey, how do I beat this? How do I beat that? There used to be those exchanges like, hey, how do I do this? How do I get through this? Now it's like there's no real big difficulty anymore for for players because everything either gets nerfed or you can just buy your way to success. If you don't want to complete anything in Act 7 or Act 8, guess what? You could have spent money last weekend and, and have acquired all sorts of resources that those two quests can give you. And that's where for me as a player, I get kind of a little irritated, especially as the free-to-play player, which I've, you know, pretty much I'm um, that way right now. I don't know. I, I just have this weird thing about paying your way into something. I don't know. I, I like to earn my my champs. I like to earn my way in, in, in pretty much in anything in life. I don't really like certain things handed to me because it's just... I don't know. There's something to be said about hard work and really just kind of getting your your hands in the in the nitty gritty and and making something happen. But it is kind of interesting, especially like this tweet that came out during. Uh, it was from Caban Mike about nerfing Hercules, and it was said tongue in cheek, of course. But the reaction from the community it really kind of shows that they have had enough. When people are like, "If this if this happens, I'm leaving. I'm quitting. I'm A, B, and C." Because I go back to that patch twelve where. If you had a Scarlet Witch OG and she was just getting you through everything, then all of a sudden your best champion is no longer your best champion because of a nerf that happened without your permission, without your consent, without your knowledge, and just destroys your motivation to get out there and do questing. And I think that's what's going on right now with the community is that we are just... We've really seen how the game has... Evolved, and it really has evolved into a, not so much a skill competition, but it's more of a monetary competition. Can you spend more than some stranger in a different state or a different country? I wish that the game would get back to doing what it used to do, which was, hey, we're going to put out difficult content. We're going to test your skills in a really unique and creative way. And the rewards... Are there for the taking, and you get really good stuff for really showing off your skill. Like for example, when there was the um, the Seven Star event that happened in May, and there was a side quest for it. I didn't even think that side quest was really that difficult. Like it was the only thing that was difficult about it was okay now I gotta go find another seven star to fully explore the whole thing. That was the difficult part about it, but guess what? You can just buy yourself a seven star if you really want to. You can try your, your luck on a paragon crystal, or hey, there's a deal that's worth $50 if you feel like spending $50. Oh, I can just buy myself um, you know, a seven star, no problem, and then boom, there it is. That's just the way it is now, folks. I hate to say it like that, but this is the way the game is going to become. And I think, you know, like I said, if you haven't watched Professor Hoff's video, you should watch it just because I'm creating this episode based off of what was said in the video. And also, I think he's got really, you know, good stuff on his channel. But with what's about to, you know, happen here in July, you know, with the, we have the new relics in the, in the new patches and they're going to have a... Um, a triple track event, which I'm going to talk about that once it goes live because I'm actually a big fan of that kind of double track reward system. But I want to see kind of what is available before doing anything. But um, I digress. I just think that Kabam needs to understand what's going on within this community. And they just maybe need to stop kind of tinkering in certain things that make the game sort of fall off its its wheels a little bit like you know for me it was kind of funny when i read about the gambit relic and how if you attach that to domino it makes her way better and guess what it did my domino was kicking so much ass but then they nerfed the relic and i'm like well that sucks because now i just maxed out that whole relic and it's not going to be as potent as it used to be and that's the thing from an experienced player's point of view, it's like, how much of this do you want to keep doing to your fan base? Like, stop dangling the carrot in front of us and then pulling it away from us when we go to grab it. Just leave certain things alone and just maybe focus on better content. Like, I know we have the riffs incoming again, which I really don't like those types of side events. They're just too much to chance. It's just too much to RNG. I, I just i don't really care for it. But you know what? I'm going to try it out anyway. I'm going to see what's what's going on. But obviously, obviously, if you can tell in my voice, I'm just kind of, you know, I'm a little tired of the game. It's not really doing a whole heck of a lot for me right now outside of just Battlegrounds. Like Battlegrounds is the only thing that's keeping me sort of interested and in also maintaining my level of attention uh, within the game. But we'll see what happens. We still got July. We still got August. And we got the fall and the winter incoming. But I'm curious to see how the next couple of months are going to happen. I, you know, like I said, I said the word forecast. We'll see what happens. Obviously, my thoughts and opinions on this show are, you know, take it or leave it. But I try to approach everything with experienced eyes and just with things that I have seen and that have been done in this game. Excuse me. And quite frankly, if the game wants to sustain itself, instead of creating a divide between players, it's got to get back to doing things. That's going to embrace the player, reward them better, and rather encourage them to play the game rather than discourage them to walk away from the game. But let me know your thoughts on this. Uh, it is a show day for me here in Budapest, so I just got done working out and I'm going to get ready for that. And I will talk to you all next time here on the MCOCME Podcast.